0: We are in Genesis 20, and if you remember, this is right after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham had left the promised land, and he was journeying. Uh, to the to the region of Gerar, and we 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 read through the whole chapter last last time, um, but we only kind of went went up to verse seven in our study. Um, but what I'm going to do is I, I think I'll, I'll read through the whole chapter again, and then we'll we'll pick it up in verse eight, um, just so that we have context of what's going on here. So Genesis 20 says, From there Abraham journeyed toward the territory of the Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur, and he sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Now Abimelech had not approached her, so he said, Lord, will you kill an innocent people? Did he not himself say to me, she is my sister? And she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands I have done this. Then God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now then, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, so that he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not return her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told told them all these things. And the men were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Besides, she is indeed my sister, the daughter of my father, though not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. And when God caused me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, This is the kindness you must do me. At every place to which we come, say of me, He is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and male servants and female servants and gave them to Abraham and returned Sarah his wife to him. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. To Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. It is a sign of your innocence in the eyes of all who are with you, and before everyone you are vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, and also healed his wife and female slaves, so that they bore children for the Lord had closed all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And so what we see here, if you remember, before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, God had come to Abraham. He was kind of not renewing, but reestablishing the covenant with Abraham, right? Right? And he, he, he had given a promise to Abraham. And what was that promise? Do you guys remember? He was going to have a son. Have a son in what time, what time frame? A year from now. A year from that day. Yeah. And so a year from that day, and then God goes and destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham takes off, heads down to the region of Gerar, and his, his wife gets taken. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they, he does the whole white lie thing again and it gets them in trouble again. It gets them in this situation where another man takes Sarah away from Abraham. And, and yet God has his protective hand upon not only Sarah, but upon his promise, right? And so the promise is that Abraham would have a son through Sarah. Now that promise is in jeopardy because Sarah is in the house of another man. Does that make sense? And, and so this is kind of where we're at. Um, God spoke to Abimelech. Abimelech, what does he do? What do we see in verse 8? What does he do right away?
1: Himself his innocence. He his innocence.
0: Well, he did that, but a- after that, starting in verse 8.
1: He told everybody
0: what to had taken place. Yeah, as soon as he woke up, right? He rose early in the morning, called everyone to him, right? And he told them everything that was going on. And how did the people react? With fear. With fear, right? Mm-hmm. Why are they acting out of fear? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? <laughs> no, it <just> <laughs> yeah. It just became very real. There yeah. A God, who has life in the power of the
1: sun.
0: Yeah. And the... Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, God put a a fork in Abimelech's road, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got a choice to make. You either return this man's wife, or you will die. And so, yeah, there's good cause to be afraid. And uh, so he, he returns Sarah, and he, he brings Abraham to him. And what does he ask of Abraham? Why did you do this? Yeah, <laughs> what did you do? Why did you do this to me? I mean, that's, that's a real... Honest question to ask, don't you think?
1: And what motivated you? Yeah, it's kind of probing,
0: huh? It is. It's very probing. Um, and, and you know, it's in one sense at the beginning, it's it's like it's kind of accusatory. You know, what have you done to us? Mm. And how have I sinned against you that you brought on me in my kingdom a great sin? And so it is it's accusatory at first and then it kind of moves back back a step like okay well what did i do against you that you would do this to me right you know it is kind of that mentality tit for tat right i must have done something did i offend you somehow and that that you lied to me about this um you know you have done to me things that ought not to be done And and it's true. You know? Abraham needs to check his own heart and why he's doing these things. This is the second time he's done this. The
1: threat
0: both to Sarah and the people. Yeah. The foreigners. Yeah. There was a big threat. Yep. And... And then I like the last question he says in verse 10. What did you see that you did this thing? There's a bit of introspection there, isn't there? On the part of Abimelech. What did you see that you did this thing? And so now he's thinking there had to be a reason that Abraham would make, create this lie. It's what is so it? Cold, a, really. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, what did you see
0: mm-hmm.
1: that caused you? If, but for Abraham, it's what he didn't see. <laughs> he
0: didn't see. Yeah.
1: By faith. And Adimelech is curious as to what made you so afraid?
0: Yeah. Yeah. How, how did Abraham answer that? Yeah, there's no fear of God here. And so I don't know what their culture was actually like, what was going on in the in the city or the in the kingdom. But Abraham was afraid. More afraid of
1: man than God.
0: He was more afraid of man than God. Yeah. But but he did see something in their culture that was like these people don't fear God. You know, they're going to kill me and take Sarah anyways. That's kind of his mentality. And so that's why he creates this lie. Um, Yeah.
1: So where does that put this time next year? You know, in Mm -hmm. Abraham's mind, did that just not?
0: he did not say that. <laughs> he did yeah and there's so there's there's a lack of trust in God from Abraham and that's really where all this stems from because if he truly trusted God truly trusted in the promise that God had given to him that he would have a son through Sarah at this time <laughs> next year he shouldn't have been afraid of anything all right? And also,
2: regardless of what he saw, I mean, it's it's obviously not true. I mean, if the if the king had no fear of God, then he, he would have completely disregarded the dream. He wouldn't have told uh, his yeah. servants. They wouldn't have been afraid that you know it, it would yeah. dismiss it out of hand and his uh, no yeah. way.
0: Yeah, and so there is a fear of God there, isn't there? Right, be, yeah. because Abimelech he listens to God's voice. And when he tells the men, they're all afraid, right? And so there is a fear of God in that place. Now maybe that fear just suddenly grew because of what was happening, um, but there was a fear of God in that place. Uh, but it but it's interesting to to see how Abraham, because of his. Doubt, because of his fear of man, it leads him to a place where one, he's dishonest, and two, he is living in fear. And he took him in the the very
1: beginning. He took himself from the promised
0: land. Yeah, yeah, he left the promised land. Himself into. Yeah.
1: The
0: midst of his enemies,
1: mm-hmm. as it were, and God's <coughs> enemies. So, yeah. the lack of faith, Abimelech
0: showed
1: more faith than Abraham, really.
0: In some sense. In sense yeah. Some, yeah. At this yeah.
1: point,
0: yeah. we Yeah. Question I have for you guys Have you ever been there? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in Abraham's shoes where? You're struggling to believe God, and the fear of man has become greater than your fear of God.
1: Yeah. So I made it worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times, you know, I I think about all the opportunities I miss to share the gospel with people because of fear of man. Mm -hmm. And not trusting God. Um, you know, it's... He, he calls us to do this task. And if he calls us to do a task, then we shouldn't be afraid to do it, right? Because it's God's will. And when you're in God's will, well, then God's hand will be upon you. Yeah. And yet, so many times we we don't do God's will because we're afraid we're afraid of what people will think of us we're afraid of uh, the consequences um, and so there's so many things in our own lives where just like Abraham we keep our mouths shut we don't mm-hmm. declare the truth and we live in this deception does that make sense to you guys?
1: I, I'm just learning a lot of these lessons for myself in that if God calls me to it, He will enable me to do it. Yeah. If it truly is His calling on my life to do it, mm-hmm. He it. it's, it's like when He made
2: the sacrificial system if you can't afford a lamb, bring turtle dust.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: yeah. I need to trust. So, yeah? Yeah. Well, even when you, when, you know, we've been going through the book of Acts, and when you look at the, the commissioning that Jesus gave upon his disciples, what does he tell them first? He says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And he says, So, this is, it's not going to be done through your strength, but through my strength. Um,
1: same for us today. Please.
0: It's the same for us today.
1: Help
0: and so, you know, are we going to trust God, trust that the Holy Spirit dwells within us as well and has empowered us so that we can be witnesses of Jesus to others? Um, or will we be like Abraham here, Be have the fear of man in our heart become greater than our fear of God? And so that's that's our challenge, I think, when we read through this, is uh, we, in many ways, we are so much like Abraham. We we struggle with this. Um, Sometimes
1: I just say, well, Lord, you're sovereign. If you want him to believe, You will take care of it you know, Yeah. And I call him away.
0: Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: If I may, can I mm-hmm. just make a confession here? I, yeah, I, sure. You know, uh, when it comes to uh, sharing uh, God's Word, you know, sometimes uh, the way that I viewed it is kind of like a salesman type thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, that's that's the wrong way to look at it. Uh, God tells us to go, and it's His power that, uh, you know, all we have to do is go and, and speak, you know, and God yeah. will do the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not my ability to convince somebody or, no. you know, that. And I, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm working on that. I, uh, yeah, no. It's uh, it's just something that strikes me is that uh, it is you know it's, it's not a matter of being persuasive, it's just a matter of being available. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you're so right. You know, it it doesn't take a salesman. It, mm-hmm. it just takes one voice declaring the truth.
1: Yeah.
0: And and that's so it. Know,
1: you know If there's
0: a sales pitch in it, it's Mm -hmm. because you believe it. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah. Yeah. And and if if God can speak through a donkey, well, he can use you as well, right?
2: (laughs) Maybe. Maybe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um. So, Abraham's response, you know, he, he tells him that he did not see a fear of God in this place. He was worried that they were going to kill him. And then he, then he kind of gives his excuse, besides, she is my sister, right? You know, so I didn't really lie. Well, yeah, you did. And, uh, but one thing he says that's interesting in verse 13 he says, When God calls me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, her being Sarah, this is the kindness you must do me at every place to which we come, say of me he is my brother. And so what do we see in Sarah through all this? You know, in obedience. obedience to her husband, right? Um, and so she's honoring her husband's request and putting her own self at risk because of it. Now, in, in one sense, you could say that's honorable, Sarah. And in another sense, you could also say, well, a, a wife should only honor her husband as long as he is honoring God. Right, um, and, and so you know it's it's a tough spot that she's in. What he's asking her to do, and I'm sure they had fights about this. You know, <laughs> God doesn't give us all the details, um, but how could they not? You know, you know, Kim, how would how would you feel if <laughs> if I told you to do to do that when we ever we went anywhere? You wouldn't like that, would you? We'd probably have arguments, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> but but that's a tough spot to be in, you know? And it's, I, I, you know, I, I feel for her because, you know, and she is honoring her husband at the same time. She shouldn't have been doing that either. And, and so it's... You know, it's this struggle that she had to go through as well. Um, but then we see, you know Abimelech he, he gives back Sarah to Abraham, but what else does Abimelech give to Abraham? then just. Does. Bunch of stuff. What's this all about? Why is he doing this?
2: I'm sure there's no doubt that he's following God's command that intends to obey it fully, and that's all.
0: Yeah. it's It's a peace offering type deal, right? I mean, Abimelech—he's—he's he's the ruler of Gerar. He's a wealthy, wealthy man, um, and so what he had given to Abraham was probably, you know, you know, it's, it's like a billionaire saying, "Here, take this ten thousand dollars," you know. <laughs> um, but, but it's also because God had told him that Abraham's his prophet. Mm -hmm. And and so we see an honoring of God there as well. Um, And so he offers him sheep. He offers him oxen servants, right? Um, And so he's offering him people as well. Uh, And he even says, behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. Um, He's like, you know, pick a spot, make a home. Um, And so he's offering all this to to Abraham. And then he he does something else, right? What do you say to Sarah? Verse 16. Yeah, he's giving money to declare her
1: innocence.
0: Yeah, a thousand pieces of silver to restore her dignity, right? Hmm. And so we we see even there he he is doing right by her. Um,
1: he's settling the account, isn't
0: he? He's bringing the ledger to the page in full. Yeah, he's, he's 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 settling accounts, and it's um, you know he he doesn't want the stain of sin on him, but he doesn't want the stain of sin on her as well. And, and so this is it's. It's a sign of her innocence. I think that's what it says, right? It is a sign of your innocence in the eyes of all who are with you and before everyone. You are vindicated. That's quite a
1: word. About yeah. Vindicated. So how, how long after the flood was this story?
0: Uh, I don't know exact number of years, but this is a number of generations. I think by this time... Noah would have been dead, um, because I think Noah died when Abraham was a child. Um, so, but yeah, we got been a few hundred years,
2: but they were still close to the patriarchal religion that mm-hmm. Moses or uh, Noah had passed down, mm-hmm. so
0: yeah,
2: you know, even, even though they had gone off, they still yeah. had some idea of what right and wrong
0: was, yeah. Yeah, um, but we did have the, the Tower of Babel um, that had occurred, and um, yeah, it doesn't take many generations for us to go astray, <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Um, but when you, when you think about this gift that he, he gives to Sarah, what, what is this a picture of?
1: Grace, mercy,
0: God's favor, God's favor. redemption, right?
1: Really?
0: It's a story of redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see the king redeeming the daughter, right? Restoring her dignity, uh, lavishing upon her a thousand pieces of silver. That um,
1: she might be declared innocent.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I think I think we see here in Revelation in just these few verses, a changed man too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like Christ with the church.
0: that's a lot like Christ with the church, right, and His bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we are well past time. we got people in the back here. They're sitting on couches. And so I'm going to finish up right now. Let's pray real quick. Um, Father, we do thank you for your word, and we thank you just for uh, how good you are to us and that you are a God of redemption. You're a God of rescue. Lord, you are uh, a God who challenges our hearts and makes us look deep within and recognizing our own sin so that we might come to you and find a savior in your son and so we praise you for that we praise in Christ's name amen